We are uh, going to continue in our uh, grace series that Chick started last week and um, uh, just did a, a wonderful job uh, giving us a, a definition of grace and, and what it means and what it looks like and, and uh, how we can achieve or how we can um, live in grace. And, and we're going to continue uh, that <clears throat> a little bit uh, today. So I want to take you back. Woo! Take it back to around 1994. <coughs> Excuse me. I know, it could have been a little weird. Taking you back, all right? We just time travel. Boop, boop. All right, 1994. Little Andrew was about hmm, 10 years old or so. And uh, our family, the Savokas, uh, used to go to uh, the Poconos. Uh, in the fall time uh, for a few years with uh, the Lytle family. And uh, it, was a, it was a fun time, a uh, vacation. Uh, we, we got to this house in the Poconos around the Jim Thorpe area. It was, a, it was a beautiful house, secluded. You know, there was a couple houses around, but not like right next to each other. Right in the woods, you looked out the backyard. There was just like woods as far as your eyes can see, right? It was such a, a fun time. And uh, us kids, we would love to go exploring into the woods. We would go hiking. We would just walk around in the woods. I remember there were like lean-tos that we would make and we were running around in the woods. Some of us would like to chase the deer, see if we could catch them. We never could, obviously, because we're not fast as deer. However, um, the ex exploration and the discoveries were just a, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, until one fateful afternoon, <clears throat> I was walking uh, through the woods with Bethany Lytle, the, the youngest child of the Lytles, and me, the youngest child of the Savokas, we usually hung out. And um, we were just walking through the woods, and uh, I wasn't very much watching my surroundings. And uh, before I knew it, all of a sudden, I was in a ditch. Yes, I fell into a ditch. Now, it wasn't a super large deep dish, deep dish, listen to me, got pizza on the brain. <laughs> it wasn't a very large deep ditch. However, it was deep enough to where I couldn't jump out, nor could I climb my way out. Basically, um, it was pretty wet. And every time I tried to climb, it was just super muddy all along the walls of the ditch. And I would try to climb up and I would slide down. I'm, I'm wet, I'm cold, I'm muddy, and I'm starting to get a little frantic because there's nothing that I can do at this moment to get myself out of this ditch. And I started to get uh, a little worried, like, oh my goodness, uh, am I ever gonna get out of here? Bethany wasn't able to pull me up. I was a pretty big kid. Um, <clears throat> so like, she wasn't able to pull me out of the ditch. So she ran to get help. And um, we weren't too far away from the house. So she is running over to the house to try to get help. And I'm trying as hard as I can still, frantically now, trying to get out of, get out of this ditch. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm getting worried. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to live down here forever, right? Obviously, I wasn't. But 10-year-old brain, you don't know what's going on, right? A few minutes pass. Seems like an hour passes, right? But five, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes pass. And finally, Bethany comes back and she has... Uh, her father, Tom, with her. 
he stops for a second and was like, oh my goodness, you're in a ditch. And I'm like, I can't get out of this ditch, I need you to help me. And, um, and sure enough, he reached down into the ditch and I got a foothold as, as, as much as I could into the, into the mud and uh, he grabbed my hand and he pulled me out. And I like, I like climbed out of the, and I'm just like laying there in the woods, leaves covering me now, wet, I'm cold, I'm muddy, and um, a little embarrassed. Uh, to say the least, and I head towards the house to go get cleaned up, washed off, and ultimately to tell uh, everybody about this story because I know everybody would get a laugh from it. <clears throat> so, why do I tell this story? Well, today, <coughs> excuse me, we're going to talk about a topic that often gets lumped together whenever you're talking about grace. This this topic always gets discussed, always gets brought up. Uh, Chick did mention it um, quite a bit last week through his, the end of his Ephesians 2 passage, and we're going to delve into it a little bit more today. And that's this notion of grace versus works. Uh, what does that mean for our lives? What does that mean uh, for us as Christians, for us as, as, as non-Christians or non-believers? What does all this mean when it comes to grace, works, and everything of that. So we are going to talk through that today. So before we read our main passage for the day, which is going to be in the book of Galatians uh, chapter 2, uh, I want to give a, a quick overview of the scene, some of the, some of the scripture before this passage, what is going on, what is happening, and then we'll jump into a couple of verses, talk through it, and, and then we will move forward. Uh, so we're going to be in Galatians 2, uh, verses 19 to 21. That's what we'll read, but I'm going to give a quick overview here. First, Galatians was a letter written by Paul to the church in Galatia, which he founded on his missionary journey. Okay, so, so Paul is uh, basically the spiritual father of this church in Galatia. This letter was written to warn slash counter the teachings of of the Judaizers. So we're going to define some terms here today. So what do we mean by the term Judaizers? Basically, uh, Judaizers were those who the uh, Jewish uh, leaders that, who said that all Jewish customs and traditions had to be followed to be considered truly righteous uh, in God's eyes. Now, obviously, this church in Galatia uh, was not uh, a Jewish church. They were called Gentiles. They weren't of the, the Jewish um, <clears throat> uh, faith and so on and so forth, or I should say Jewish background. Um, so back in the, in the Old Testament, uh, when God uh, put together the nation of Israel and all the, the laws and, and what they could and couldn't do or should or shouldn't do, um, carry this forth, these uh, Jewish religious leaders now who are coming into these towns are saying, hey, no, like you got to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Um, so in the portion of scripture we're going to read today, uh, Paul is referencing a time when he had to rebuke Peter for acting one way when he was with his Jewish friends and another way when he was with the Gentiles. Um, <clears throat> uh, when it came to being made righteous and such, Paul admonishes Peter in saying, <coughs> excuse me, that you live as a Gentile, but are forcing the Gentiles to act as a Jew. And that uh, we see in Galatians 2, earlier in Galatians 2. Um, Peter and the others were trying to say that the Gentiles had to be circumcised in order to truly be a part of the family. 
and that they had to observe the law in all of its ordinances as well. Um, and Paul is simply saying, saying, Peter, this isn't true. When, you're, when your friends aren't around, when these guys aren't around, you live like a Gentile. But now that they're here, oh yeah, you've got to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, 1, 2, 3, uh, in order to truly be saved, righteous in God's eyes. Uh, so we're going to pick up here <clears throat> in uh, verse 19. We're going to read through verse 21. This, this, you guys, I'm sure, know this passage very well. <coughs> verse 19. For through the law I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 21 is where we're going to kind of hone in on this morning. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, <clears throat> Christ died for nothing. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we just come to you now, Lord, and we just <coughs> ask that as you are with us this morning, Lord, that you uh, open our hearts, open our minds, open our ears to hear what you have to speak to us about uh, today on this topic of grace and works and, and what it looks like in our lives. Uh, so we pray this in your name. Amen. <clears throat> so what is Paul saying here? Paul's saying, listen, the law was purposed for what it was purposed for. Not as a necessarily a measuring stick for righteousness sake. Because we'd fail 100 out of 100 times. But it was purposed to show us how we don't measure up when it comes to righteousness. And that there's only the grace of God through the blood of Jesus that saves. Because if it mattered how much we did then there was no need for Jesus to ever come. You get that? Paul saying, listen, uh, are following commandments and is obedience important? Yes. However, it is not the linchpin that decides salvation or not. Righteousness through God. That only comes because of the grace that God gives, gave us by sending Jesus, his son, to earth to die on the cross for you and for me for our sins. <clears throat> Paul says, if we could work our way, if, if all we had to do was follow all the laws and the ordinances and the commandments and the customs and the traditions, we had, all we had to do was do all that and earn, 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 work, 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 then there would be no point for Jesus. What he did wouldn't have mattered. And obviously we know <clears throat> that is not the case. Customs, traditions, strict adherence to the law for appearance and righteousness sake completely wash away any need for a savior and we could do it all on our own and that's what paul's kind of saying here in verse 21 and he's saying we know that this is not the case <clears throat> so i kind of try to bring it to a modern day example and what i could think of was say say when i was younger say my parents uh had decided to adopt a child when i was growing up um, and if they did, this would kind of be like me saying, hey, wait a minute, before you are a true Savoka, there are some things that you need to do and you need to learn before you can really be part of this family. First off, you need to know what's called gravy and not sauce. Yeah. Secondly, you need to make sure you like Italian food and only Italian food. Third, you need to watch Rocky one through five like a hundred times. 
Fourth, you need to learn all about our, our Italian heritage and culture and traditions. Like, really? Like, that's just, this is what we're talking about here in this passage. But here's the thing. That would be completely wrong of me to say. <clears throat> it would be insane. See, here's the thing. This child would be a true Savoka the moment my parents signed on the dotted line and said yes to them being a part of the family. Now, are some of those things important? Sure, because the child would want to grow and develop a relationship with their new family, gain common interests, right? But they are not essential to becoming part of the family. We've got to make that distinction here. <coughs> Just like as soon as we believe with our hearts and confess that Jesus is Lord and that his blood is sufficient for covering our sins... We are adopted into his family. Point blank, period, exclamation point. There's no ifs, there's no ands, there's no buts, there's no circumcisions, no laws, no customs, traditions to be followed. Now, would it be beneficial for us to learn about those things, to see where we can implement into our lives? Absolutely. That is how we grow and deepen our relationship with our Father in heaven. It's part of integrating into the family, but not essential for getting into the family. It's part of integration, but it's not essential for getting into the family. In fact, learning about these things, there's a word for that. <clears throat> it's called sanctification the process of being made holy or also the process of being made more and more like jesus but creating and developing a more intimate relationship with him so these things yes they are important all right to, to learn where our faith comes from through the old testament to <clears throat> to learn how what we can do day in and day out to deepen our faith uh, and to, to deepen our relationship with Christ and, and to gain that intimate relationship that we so desire. But they are not essential for becoming part of the family. We don't have to do, 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 do to become part of the family. It's just not the way that God had it set up. If you will, I think it's best <clears throat> to let Scripture kind of explain itself. Uh, so I'm going to continue Paul's letter to Galatians. I'm going to read the majority <clears throat> of chapter 3. And stick with me here. Um, and if you want, I encourage you, grab your Bible, open up to Galatians chapter 3, your device. Follow along. Maybe close your eyes. Just listen. <clears throat> uh, I just want to read through and, 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 and kind of picture... Paul talking to you in this moment. Because I feel it explains this point to a greater end. Uh, so, so follow. I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 14. And then I'm going to uh, drop down and read verses 23 to 29. <clears throat> you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? 
after beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain if it really was in vain? So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly no one relies on the law. is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who was hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Go down to verse 23. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself Clothe yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs to the promise. <clears throat> I mean, Paul says it right there to the Galatians. He's saying, what are you guys doing? You know what is true and what is not true. Don't let these other gentlemen lead you astray. He said, does, does, does works do all these things for you? No, it is by faith in God. Because of the grace that God gave us by sending his son that we are saved. Not by what we can do. This do, 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 do notion is so dangerous in our lives. Works in the law can be a dangerous weapon if wielded inappropriately and misunderstood. The law was never meant to be a checklist or items to mark off to gain status or credibility or even righteousness. The law was given to us to show us that we do not measure up and how we so desperately need a savior to reach down and pull us out of that ditch that is sin. Much like I needed someone to reach down and pull me out of that ditch that I fell into many years ago. We cannot do it on our own. Do, do, do. Works is not 
the way to righteousness and salvation. The law was turned into 500 plus items that even if you could check off all 500 checkboxes, wouldn't get you close to earning what the saving grace of Jesus freely gave to us. We have to understand this, brothers and sisters. Salvation and sanctification do not come from the legalistic actions of works in our lives, but from the desire of obedience, which comes from a changed heart as a result of the saving grace of Jesus' death and blood sacrifice that is needed to cover the unpayable debt of sin that we have on us. There is nothing that I can add or do to enhance that. It is Christ once for all on a cross to shed his blood for you and for me. And that is the grace that God gave us. So what do we do now? First off, for those listening that may have never put their hope and trust in the work of Christ on the cross, it starts with saying yes. It starts with receiving the unlimited grace of God that, gave, that he gave us through his son, Jesus, and becoming part of his family. For those of us that have made that decision and are called children of God, simply put, it starts with the desire of obedience, not the legalistic acts of works but the desire of obedience to want to grow a deep and intimate relationship with God through prayer, devotions, Bible study, service. The list goes on and on and on and on. Not to check off boxes and play Christian, but because of the desire of a life taken from the pit of death and raised in Christ Jesus to be molded and made more like him. To day in and day out, remember the grace that God gave us through Christ and continues to give us today as we walk as adopted children and part of God's family. And we do these things to get closer to him, but works will never fulfill the grace that God gives us that we can receive. So be challenged, be encouraged today. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, for what it is you do for us and in us and through us. And then we just thank you that you are here for us um, and that you've given us this grace. You give it to us day in and day out. And that it is through your Son that we receive salvation and not through works. We pray in your name. Amen.